Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff, and I want to introduce my wife, Andre, to all of you. Oh. The person that everyone actually likes to listen to, and for some reason I'm on the rest. I'm like your, your sidekick. Oh, I think people know me now yeah. after all these years. Yeah. It's been about four years of this. It's been a long time. Yeah. I think they know me, but thanks for the introduction. My pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking to make it a little lighter. <laughs> Are we mutually aligned oh, right now? Oh my goodness. Uh, there's, there's always, always two <laughs> versions. I mean, you're moving a little slow, but... Working I, I, really a- hard. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about that later. <laughs> Love or Today is our last episode of our wellness kind of whole series and season. Yep. And today it's going to be pretty personal, right? Yeah. I think you and I should share about our own journeys with mental health and wellness and things in that space. Yeah. It's been very real for us last couple of years and even most recent days. But I think one thing looking back at the people we featured, I mean, I had a friend that was the first person to kind of push me on this is like wellness is about health in relation to your physical self, your spiritual self, your Last couple of weeks, we talked about our sexual side of our lives, our emotional side, our mental, you know, like it's all of these things. It's not just one of these things. Right. And yet it's hard to do to try to, when you look at it that way, it can be super overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes it so much more than going out and doing 30 minutes of exercise a day. Right. Like, so sometimes it just takes focusing on, on one thing and finding health as a starting place. I think that's one thing that has been helpful for me. But let's start with me interviewing you. Oh, okay. I have some questions for you. So I think one framework that has given me clarity is coming to grips with the weight of our work, like the weight of how this purposeful work that we have lived out, both you and I, in different ways, becomes a weight on our lives and, and how it affects everything. So what's the weight that you've felt over the last year and a half? Ooh, I'm already teary-eyed. <laughs> this is going to go real good, guys. You're just going to hear me cry the whole episode, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I am in medicine. And so, you know, I think you all know I've been doing a lot of COVID care for the last year and a half. And yeah, I think it's just my patience and taking care of them and their families in whatever way I can. And I'm privileged. I know I'm privileged in with my skin and where I live and social, financial, all those things. And I know that their lives are infinitely more difficult and... I'm just trying to make it easier, whatever way that looks like. In the context of love work, I mean, the weight you bring home with you. I mean, I, I will say historically, you have been really gifted at creating separation from your work in your life. Yeah. But in the last two years, 
this has been integrated into everything. It's hard. You, you've brought it home with you a lot. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is now. I, 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 you're right. I used to be really good at it. I'd leave the office and be done. I didn't have call. I didn't have, you know, those types of things that make me stay connected. And then I could turn it off, be home and then turn it back on when I went into the office. And this last 18 months, I just can't. I don't know if anybody's had somebody in the hospital during COVID, they've probably felt that difficulty in communicating and you can't be in the hospital with your loved one. So how do you talk to somebody or contact or know what's going on? And so a lot of times I've felt that weight to be the bridge for them and to be that, you know, person in the middle that really explains what's happening in the hospital and connects them to what they need while their loved one is in. So it's not just clinic work. It's a lot of, you know, helping yeah, we in get, the in-between. You, you get a lot of calls from people. This situation happened from friends and oh, what, yeah, what yeah. do I So do? then it moves into, yeah, it also moves into everybody knows that I'm like the COVID specialist type of person. So now it's moved into like any friend person, family member who has COVID or experienced somebody else or a loved one with COVID calls me, texts me. Yeah. So I think that has been an added weight and an added weight. And the, and you know, you're thankful they call you. You want them to call you. I do want them to call me. Um, and then, you know, you open your email in the morning or you check some charts randomly and you'll see you've, you've lost patience, you know. When you used to do some work at home, it was just, you know, it's it's closing up files. It's it's that kind of thing. But when you open these files, there's some very hard moments. Yeah. I think I've signed, you know, more death certificates in 18 months than I have in 15 years of practice. And that has been really hard. And it's also hard to like grieve all those deaths hmm. when I still have to move forward as a mom and a wife and as a positive, hopeful person for patients that are alive, you know? Right. Yeah. To keep going. Cause it, yeah, it, it has been something that has not stopped. Now I say all that be, and, and we're sharing this because your scenario the weight that you bring home will not be the same as Andre's. But if we're in this conversation of love and work or work, we all carry weight with us, right? Yeah. And I think it's funny because before this interview, I went back and listened to our intro to this whole series and where we were at that point. And that was a while back. I don't even remember the date. Oh, we had just come back from our vacation time away. We were very positive. (laughs) I was so positive. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be great. We're going to talk about wellness and health. Yeah. So that would have been the summer and we're now in fall and we just had like a whole new wave and surge of COVID again for me with the Delta variant in this time frame. And I literally have gone to like the depths of darkness in like 
three months or whatever that since we've had that like conversation. And it's crazy how it can flip mm. so quickly. So quickly. I can relate with that. Yeah. How do you deal with that weight? And I don't know if that's, I'm using this term, this, the weight of our work related to our anxiety, our mental health, our spiritual health, or all these things. I'm using that because it's become a word I've started explaining it by. I don't think you actually explained that, but I'm using my words. Well, I'm trying to create a little bit of space to breathe and to grieve. And I don't really even know what that looks like, but I'm trying. I just scheduled my own personal therapy appointment. So I'm starting individual therapy. So I hope maybe that guidance will help me a little bit in like understanding. And in fairness with that, I mean, for listeners, if you're considering therapy, it's really hard to find people right now because everyone is booked up. Yes. And I mean, and to say like how daunting it is to find somebody that you do not know from anywhere to tell them to tell deepest, them darkest that you secrets. want you need an appointment yeah. and then you know for some reason it took me a lot longer like the back and forth took longer and it it like pushed me even darker <laughs> like you know I was like I'm trying to find help and then I can't find help you know so uh yeah so it's and that's with a whole lot of privilege, you know, mm. with that. All that to say, finding help is freaking hard mm-hmm. and not easy. And in a season like this, I'm thinking about like relationships. You know, if there's someone else listening that is in a dark season, what do you feel like you have needed from me or wanted from me? I have appreciated the fact that you've been a lot less like prescriptive and fixing kind of mode. You've been a lot more just quiet and listening mode, which has been very helpful. And then I've appreciated you just really supporting me in the way of saying, if you need counseling, if you need this, you do whatever it is you have to do. And we'll figure out cost and time and whatever, kids and scheduling to do that. So you didn't do it for me. I had to go through that horrible process. But you really just pushed me because I think I think about too much of the schedule and practical and all of that. And you took that burden off of me in that way. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if I would have booked you something. I just don't think that would have been healthy. You would have been like, I ain't going. Right. No, I think that's a key for people, listeners, right? That we're not doing the work for somebody else that I still have to do my own work and saying like, this matters. And if it matters, I have to put forth effort, even when the effort really sucks. Yeah. There's definitely like something about you know, the phrase skin in the game. Like when you have to put yourself out there, it causes you and you have to work a little bit. It causes you to take it more seriously. Yeah. To value it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So, you know, while I've been in a feel like a very dark place, 
not sleeping, having a lot of issues, you know, just, I don't know, barely getting out of bed. Sure. I, On face value, it hasn't looked like that, for the record. I mean, you you definitely get up. It's probably easy because our sun jumps on us in the morning. And then you're like, oh, I guess I got to yes. get up, you know? This is all very internal. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that. It's very, like, all underneath. And I think that's what everybody feels in some ways. That's why we really don't know truly what people are experiencing mm-hmm. by looking at somebody, right? Yes. I mean, that we talk about that all the time. It's like we interact with people in life, in work, in, you know, partnership things, whatever that looks like. And we have no clue what is just below the surface of that human that's so close to us. Yeah. Unless they trust you with that in some way. Yeah. But they're bringing something to whatever table you're sitting at. And there's usually something else that is right below the surface that is affecting their wellness that day. Yeah. I would say maybe just two things that has helped me and maybe could help somebody else if they're feeling in a very dark place. The one thing is I've found this phrase that I keep saying because I can be very cynical when I'm in this place and everything feels like, well, of course that would happen, blah, 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 you know, whatever, super cynical. I have developed this phrase that I say with anything positive that could have happened. So I say like, wow, that was a miracle. And I don't know what it does necessarily in my brain, but it changes it from cynicism to something bigger. And then just, it just helps me see like a light in something, like something positive. So like Anytime somebody says yes to the COVID vaccine, when I talk about it, I'm like, wow, that was a miracle. Because usually Mm -hmm. I could go super cynical and be like, well, it's about time, you know, that kind of thing. So little things, I mean, that's just medical, but wow, it's a miracle has been super helpful to find the light. And then the second thing is I think I'm just gonna keep not quitting. That's it. That's the only thing that's getting me out of bed. I'm that stubborn that I'm just going to keep not quitting every day. (laughs) Every day I say to myself. I don't know this is good advice. It's semi-good advice. Every day I say, today I'm not going to quit. And then I get out of bed. I don't know. That's That's like a life mission for you, I think. Like you just won't. It's interesting. Because I've known you for a very long time now. Yeah, but I laugh about it because it's probably the thing like my stubbornness is the thing that drives you probably the most bonkers with me. And yet... Well, this isn't turning into a marriage debate, but... No, relationally. Potentially, yes. (laughs) If you want to say that. But for me, it's been the thing that is my get out of bed because I could... At this period of time, literally stay in my bed all day long and not move. Yeah. So some days we need that. You know, that's okay sometimes. Yes. But I'm just saying that has been like the only thing. So, and maybe for somebody else, it's just like do the next thing or do the next right thing or put one foot in front of whatever people say. But mine is I'm just not going to quit today. 
And that's it. There it is. It's horrible advice. You should wow. all just see a that's therapist. A miracle. Yeah. You should all just go and see therapy. Don't listen to Andre Schoenbarger. Try to therapize. But is that a word? I don't know. Therapize. Thera- whatever. But don't listen to me. See a therapist. But those are my two things. Only 8% of all the people we interviewed, only 8% said they have consistently or at all. I'm sorry. No. They said that they have ever yeah. seen a therapist or been to a counselor Yeah, in relation to, I think, themselves or couples therapy. Yeah. So in the midst of all this with my very lovely space that I'm in right now, Jeff, how have you been doing with your mental health? And I think our listeners all know, and we've talked about it before with mostly your anxiety. Yeah. How has that been going for you? Yeah. I mean, two years ago, I had quite a breakdown and had to change a lot of habits and thinking within my own brain and created some new tools for myself. And there's been some high and low moments the past couple of years. I feel like the tools that I learned, everything from meditation to walking to the things I tell myself, the story I tell myself, stepping away when I feel high anxiety and leaving the situation for 20 to 30 minutes. I've learned a lot of tools like that that have really helped me. And then this week, it all came back. Do you feel like you just went all the way back to two years ago when you had a breakdown or does it just feel like you had a minor setback? Like what does it feel like for you to experience that again? Neither of those things. It feels like this is going to be part of my life. Forever. Mm-hmm. Was that hard to realize? I think I had accepted that anxiety would be part of my life, but on whatever night that was this week, I had an extreme anxiety panic and, pa- and panic attack. Yeah. To the point where I just laid in bed and I couldn't really move. And thankfully I had words to tell you what I was going through. I, I couldn't explain it all in the moment. I think in hindsight though, it's interesting you were sharing about darkness and, you know, in the spiritual health component of this conversation, I do feel like there's this light and dark situation that's happening in the moment for me. I really don't like to hyper-spiritualize everything. That's not how I normally operate. But in this situation, I do feel like my thoughts were being overtaken and what was reasonable was being replaced with the worst case scenarios in all of life. And my mind was running to the worst places as if they had just happened, Mm -hmm. which none of them had happened. You know, yeah, it's and so, crazy what our brains can do. And it happened and in you a felt it because you were like feeling it, yeah, like and it, it happened, was happening in real life. Yeah, it happened in a instant. You left the house. I told you I was tired. You left to go pick up the kids from something, and ten minutes later, I texted you, and it was just like full blown panic attack. Yeah, I don't want to turn my mental health into a entertainment. Like, I think it's weird that I'm even talking about this on a podcast, but it is honest also. So I don't want to shy away from a vulnerable state. One thing that was interesting that happened through this whole thing was somebody asked me to share about it this week. And this person was being kind and he was really moved by the last time he had heard me share about my previous situation. And, and so I said, yes. And what I realized in that moment, like there's things I learned in this, like 
I don't have to share this all the time with everyone. Like I need to, if I feel a sense of purpose in sharing it, then I can do that. But I don't have to all the time. And I think in this scenario, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't, my body and mind were not prepared for what it would bring back up within me. Yeah. So that was an interesting learning for me. It also was a, a learning to kind of go, wow, this can happen. So who is in my life that I can talk about it with? I shared with a couple close friends the next day. And then if this happens, what what do I do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's interesting though, I think in relation to partnership and our relationship is <laughs> you accepting that this is part of me. Yeah. And me not being embarrassed by it. Yeah. I don't think at any point I thought that this was going to leave you. Uh, that wasn't an expectation ever in my brain. And I think yeah. it might've been one in your brain that if I did the right thing, yeah, consistently use my tools and do the breathing and do the meditating and do the, this and that, I won't have this problem anymore. And I don't, I or never, it was manageable. Right. Cause I'm a very reasonable person. I think about reason a lot. <laughs> like I think about if this, then that, if this, then that, I think about that constantly. And I thought in my brain, I thought I can, I can handle this. Yes. And I think in my brain, that was not an expectation I had. Hmm. So when it happened, I wasn't freaked out and like, get your shit together, Jeff. I thought we had this figured out, you know, like I didn't feel that way at all towards you. Yeah. The reason why we're sharing these stories is this is that like, like we can have all these therapists come on and they can tell you. They were actually just for you and I. They can, <laughs> <laughs> they can tell all of us how to do things better, worse, whatever. Like how, they can give us practices. They can do all those things. Mm -hmm. And then there's like life with your partner. You're yeah. doing life with. Yeah. And what's hard is those moments when there's not a therapist there. Yeah. <laughs> right? when grief is really real. And when the panic attack happens. When And yeah. if you're really emotionally connected with the person that you love, which we all desire to be. Yeah. Their mental, physical wellness state, spiritual state, whatever category that is, sexual state, it affects us. Mm -hmm. Like closely. Yeah. And so I think that that can either draw us closer mm -hmm. to each other where we move towards each other in our vulnerable states or we can easily push each other away because it's scary and vulnerable and hard it's both of us like when you're yeah. in a when you're in a fragile state sometimes you react with anger right and so you're pushing me away yeah when i'm in a fragile state i might go introverted and not tell you anything. Yeah. And we each do in a partnership, we each do it in our own ways. But I think that we could also grow closer if there was a way we opened ourselves to each other. Mm. Even in this maybe embarrassing, maybe uncomfortable, yeah, and definitely very vulnerable, scary way. Wow. I don't That's, know how to say any of that any better than what you just said. That's our opportunity, right? 
Yeah, I think it's a scary place. Yeah. There can be a gift in this, maybe. Okay. Like, what's the gift or the learning that we could have in these moments versus just thinking of them as like a detriment or a character flaw or a negative part of us? Mm-hmm. What if we looked at it as what is the gift of learning that I could take from this and with my partner? This is so interesting. You and I did not talk about this ahead. We just decided to do this whole episode. Off and, the cuff. Off the cuff. And one thing I wrote in my final thought in my notes here, don't look, is what the things that I think I've learned in relationship and like with you in the context of this conversation is when you're in that state of needing something, I want to say, what can I give to you? When I'm in that state, and this is, it's actually way easier for me to say, what can I give than for me to say, what can I share? Because mm. I want to push you away. I don't want you to know. You want to hide. I want to make it look like I, I'm reasonable. I got it figured out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I share, it brings you closer to me. Mm-hmm. When I give to you, it also brings you closer to me. Not solving the situation, but giving right. to you. I think it's beautiful. I think finding that whatever that looks like, you know, every person listening is different. So whatever that looks like for your own relationship between each other to draw closer, I think whatever that is, like go after that. And then this question, if you want to have this conversation with your significant other, your partner, this person you're choosing to do life with. I mean, the opening question I asked you today is, what is the weight that you've been carrying? And then, yeah, and I burst and then you tears. started to, so you can steal that question, <laughs> but you think about that was a generous offering, I think of that you could give to your partner. Like, Hey, I feel that you're, there's something heavy on your heart, on your life, on your shoulders, on your body, and trying to invite that conversation. in. Most of us, choose to never go there. Yeah. It's a lot easier. I will say that, right? Mm. Isn't it easier to not have the hard conversations (laughs) and, you know, avoid or numb or all the things that we do, right? Push away. I'm having this story in my head right now that I always do when I talk about my mental health stuff where I'm like, why did anyone even care to listen to this? This is such a waste of everyone's time learning about my problems. That's what I always think to myself. But that's then on the back end, story. yeah, that's not a true on the story. back end, it's like, oh, I can relate with that. So today, that's why we did this. We wanted to share the real aspect of Jeff and Andre. Below the surface, if we were sitting at a table with you and you asked us, this is where we've been for a while. Yeah. If somebody said, how are you doing? This is where we're at. We'll either say, <laughs> if we don't want to talk, we'll say fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, close friends, they know this about us. So we decided to share that with you all today. And that's what it means to be well, right? To be honest with who we are and where we're at. Well, this is the end of this season of wholeness and wellness. And sex. And mental health and spiritual health and all the things that we've talked about. And we're going to take a little break again 
and we're going to come back at you with, with a, a whole season. nother season after the new year. Yes. And we're not giving any hints yet. Because of what we that's gonna don't be. know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell the secret. <laughs> and that's another episode of Love, Love or Work. This episode was recorded by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.